host for the To My Moms podcast and we're coming up on episode four. four. Excited about that. Hopefully you guys have been following the journey um, up until this point. And so and you've enjoyed what we've shared. Yes. Um, you found it relevant and helpful, helpful, hopeful, inspiring, all inspiring, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have all the answers, guys. Sure, we're we just don't. sharing our experience, what has worked or hasn't worked for us. Um, in hopes that um, you can pull pieces from it and implement it into your families or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not. Uh, again, um, it's just us coming from the heart um, on what we've been able to experience with our blended family. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, we do share a young man by the name of Josiah Hurst. He has two moms and two dads. Two moms and two dads. <laughs> he is 13, and um, I would say he is our pride and joy in yeah. our Team Josiah unity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's the driving force behind <laughs> Team Josiah. Um, so I just want to do a little recap um, of our last episode. It was called Put Some Respect on My Name. Um, and, you know, just a play off of an old song that went viral a couple <laughs> years ago. But basically, we wanted to talk through titles mm-hmm. um, and just understanding, being intentional about what titles uh, would look like in your blended family. Why they're um, important. Why they're important or why they may not be important or to why, you. Yeah. Yeah, but for us, we were pretty intentional about it. Some of them, um, we implemented, I don't want to say forcibly, but very from the top firmly. Yes, <laughs> this is what it's going to be. What it's going to be without negotiation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then some of them kind of just roll from the heart of the child mm-hmm. um, and the situation. And so whatever it looks like for you, um, just understanding and being on the same page about that. Um, But also understanding that the title that you choose doesn't automatically come with the honor. Right. Um, And I think Shana had a a great point about that. And just that um, it takes time. It's something that is earned over time with that child um, and the people that are involved. And so don't just come talking about call me daddy and you don't plan on being in that child's life before connecting with him as a daddy. Right. Right. Because you're not worthy of that title. Absolutely. You have to, you know, earn your words. Earn, earn your word. Yeah, I like it. So, all right. And so now with that small recap, <laughs> we are moving into our next subject. This week, we want to talk about buy-in. Yes. And boundaries. And boundaries. Yes. Both are important um, to building not only just a blended family, like any relationship, relationship. any partnership. So, you know, maybe you don't have children yet. Um, maybe you're married or you're single or whatever. But at some point in your life, you're you're going to hopefully have a relationship. And even if it's not a romantic relationship, these principles can still be applied to the people that partner with you and join you on your life's journey. Um, so, yeah, friends, you, you got to have buy-in from your friends that ain't your friends. Right. And, you know, you also have to have boundaries. So, yeah, I wanted to define buy in um, mm-hmm. just so that in the context of what we're talking about, buy in is um, it's acceptance of and willingness to actively support and participate in something. Yeah. And so 
again, getting that buy-in from parents, getting buy-in from grandparents, getting buy-in from siblings, yeah. and the extended family. The village. Yeah, the village that will be taking care of yeah. part of that child's life. And you'll always also um, hear us a lot of the times define stuff. Like we will look up the, the definition of things because our heart is... Um, to define is to fulfill, like it's basically sharing the expectation because I cannot meet an expectation that I do not know exists. So when you tell me explicitly what it is that you are looking for, i.e. buy-in, then I can begin the process of shaping what that looks like in our situation. Absolutely. So Kim folk, y'all ready? Y'all ready? We gonna you get ready, family? So we have three T's of buy-in and boundaries. And so I'm going to give them to you all at once and then we'll we'll touch through each point. Shana's so smart. She came up with these on the fly yesterday, I'm sure. <laughs> I love them though. Let's go with it. What you got, friend? All right. The three T's um, of buy-in and boundary. We have the first T as trust. Okay. The second T is time. And then the third T is tap. I like so, it. Trust, time, and tact. Trust, time, and tact. And um, Edwina and I are going to talk about each of these T's, but in different um, perspectives. Yeah, different perspectives. Um, so trust, I'll start off with like an analogy. So you remember back in school or when you're at work and you're assigned a group project, like everybody hates group projects. We don't like group projects. It's like. People ain't going to do their part. People don't do their part. You know, it's like every, you know, it, it it always ends up being one person that carries the group. People say they're going to do something. They don't, don't do, it, do it. You know what I mean? Stop and so, responding. Right. You can never get on the same page with a time to meet up. Everybody's right. schedule is different. And so that's kind of like the feeling that um, I'm kind of going with right now, because as a blended family, like this is a group project. Right. It is. It's a group project. And a lifetime. Group right. Project. Like you never get to, to the end of it. I mean, right. your child grows up and has some semblance of success. Maybe you got an A. Congratulations. Maybe. Um but then they're the grandkids. But then there are and the grandkids. Yeah, yeah. It just continues. So it goes on and on and on. And so there's a reason why people have this disdain towards group projects, and that is because there is minimal trust. Um, and so when we're building our blended family, um, we have to start with that groundwork of trust, um, establishing in it. What does that look like? How do I build? That's what I was about trust. to say. How do you like, build trust? And so just know that, um, there's this scripture in the Bible that talks about the little foxes spoil the, the vine, right? And so, um, I guess my understanding is, is that, Foxes will come in and they, because they can't reach the actual fruit that or a grape that is hanging, um, which since, you know, you get the low hanging, low hanging fruit. fruit. Okay. Right. So they can't reach the clusters of grapes that are up. They start gnawing at the vine and it, it destroys and cuts off nutrients and all of that thing. So when the nutrients and everything is cut off, it goes upwards mm -hmm. to the rest of the vine. It doesn't have the support that it needs and the whole thing just withers away. That is good. Preach. <laughs> Preach. And so um, 
when you're building trust, it's not going to be the things, the big things that you show up for. It is yeah. going to be the things, the the mundane, the boring things, the dropping the kids off, the picking the kids up, um, those types of things. So the first thing you want to do is um, determine like what are the responsibilities. And so if it is dropping the kids off. Responsibilities who, of each parent. Of each parent. And that made you, you only you can decide what those responsibilities will be. Right. The primary parent may be the person responsible Monday through Friday, picking the kids up, dropping them off. Um, but maybe that secondary parent can say, you know what, on Thursdays, I'm going to step up to the plate and I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to drop them off. Right. But then you don't want the school calling saying the kid didn't get popped. Right. Up. That's and where the trust. Right. That's dropped. where the okay. trust. Is. So every Thursday, do what you say you're going to do. And then if you Ooh, are. That's good. Right. And so and then if if you're picking up the child, if the secondary parent is picking up the child from the primary parent's house. OK, what time are, are you going to be there? And then honoring that time, because right. when you don't show up on time, it throws off the primary parents right. day. But also could throw off the kids day throw because the now kid. kid is expecting that mommy, daddy's coming to pick me up. And some of us can find ourselves in situations. Um, I can remember this as a child, I'm sure, where, you know, in our blended home, a parent was supposed to come and you hear stories like this all the time. They never came. They never showed up. Just being consistent, honoring your word, no matter how because we all we want to show up for the graduation we're going to show up for the birthday party and like the kids will remember that but what you're what you're going to be teaching your children is consistency my dad was responsible for picking me up every thursday and he you know he made sure i got there on time or my dad was supposed to pick me up on thursday but every thursday now i'm stressed i'm anxious because i know Put i'm something I'm gonna, on the mama with the mama or yeah you know um i know they were supposed to get me to school at 8.15, but I didn't get there at 8.45. Right. So now I've missed 30 minutes of schoolwork, classwork, right. and and I'm playing catch up. Or yeah. the mom was supposed to help with a homework assignment, take right. them to the library, but she... I thought mama was going to get them school supplies. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, um, or I sent your mom, I cash out your mama. Yeah. $50 because that's what she said she needed. And right. then the, the and then the child calling the dad, uh, I need school supplies. And now it's like, well, what? What happened? What happened? Absolutely. So Trust. doing what you say you are going to do. Um, and then um managing that expectation. What are you supposed to do and how will you do it? Yeah. So we, we're still talking about managing expectations and maybe it will start off with just the pickup and the drop off, but it can expand, obviously, beyond that. Um, you know, the child wants to go to the mall to hang out with the friends. OK, which which parent is, is going to do that this week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the child has football practice. Who is taking them and where are those clothes? Right. <laughs> because they yeah. only get one, like they, they can, obviously they have their own practice clothes um, that they're going to practice in. But when it comes time for the game, who's responsible for making sure that Jersey is clean or they get into the field, oh, but yeah, 
you guys get the gist on what right. trust is. Right. Um, if you could take it down to the next one where we at time. time. Okay. And so it's one of the things that I want everyone to be mindful of is like, obviously trust takes time. And when we're building trust, we're not using this as, I guess, a, a time to like, oh, you didn't do this and jump on them every, every time because we need grace. Right. Right. <laughs> like all of us, we, you know, there's traffic and, and all of those things, but it's like, give them time to develop consistency um, in whatever capacity um, to meet whatever expectations have been set. Um, and then when you are reevaluating, maybe the expectations aren't being met or maybe they are like in whatever situation, but we're talking specifically about when they're not being met. Tactfully communicating. Tact. <laughs> Keyword, tact. <laughs> I haven't always had good tact. Right, me neither. <laughs> me, I am, this is something that I am still presently to this day working on. Um nobody wants to to hear everything that they're doing wrong like the only time you are communicating with your your the other co-parent is when they're doing something wrong like automatic guards up like you're not right. you're not gonna move forward and so maybe try telling them what they did well oh I appreciate you showing up yeah. like you know the kid got to school. They was really excited that you showed up and came to pick them up. Like positive reinforcement. We right. we need that. And tactfully keeping children out of the adult right, situation. Right. Because the kids don't need, they don't need that. Um, and I'll be completely honest. When the parents are messing up either parent, the child will probably already peep game. Right. They will already kind of know. But at the end of the day, the child is looking at it as you are my parent and they have way more grace for the parents than the parents have for each other. Right. And so remember that that other parent is still your child's hero and you yes. don't you don't want to, um, you know, strip them of their Superman cape. Right. You know, with so, that child, with the in, in front of the child. And so tactfully communicating, hey, maybe they're I, I'm, I don't know. I think I don't know if I communicated well enough. It may have been my mistake. But, you know, this. I thought you were going to do this. And um, I, I'm not I'm not really sure. Right. That How could that I have said that differently? Yeah. Or where did we miss the, fire on communication? Yeah. Yeah, I don't maybe I wasn't clear. Take ownership of it. Don't just assume that the other person is being malicious or understands. Um, or maybe they did understand and it was just like, okay, they got caught in traffic, they couldn't be there at 715, whatever. Um, so yeah, and remember we aren't cruel and evil taskmasters. We have to give each other grace. Um and we have to give each other room to make mistakes because we are we are human. And um, yeah. So Mama Shana, if you can wrap up your three T's um, of buy-in, trust, time, and tact from the holistic parenting unit perspective, like how would you, in, in terms of buy-in and boundaries, what does that really look like? So it, it's not, I guess, 
it's not going to be a one and done situation. This is going to be something that you have to do all of the time at each level. So maybe you got the drop off and pick up down pat, that's smooth sailing. But when it moves to the next level, whatever that may look like, then you have to deal with it there. Is that what you're asking? I think so. Yeah, just how to make it make sense for kinfolk that's listening. Uh, what are we trying to communicate when it, in terms of buy-in towards this blended family? Don't expect things to happen overnight. That is <laughs> not realistic. Right, not realistic. You did not, whomever, if you're in a romantic relationship, you married or whatever, you didn't begin to trust that person. You didn't develop trust in that person in two weeks. You know, right. Um, they still had to stand the test of time. And even when they um missed the mark, um you you gave them space to be to be human. Um, and so we want to extend that same same level of grace to our co-parenting partners. Agree. I like it. And so when I was thinking about this topic of buy-in and Shana, thank you for, for that. My perspective was coming from the angle of the shared parenting that was entering into this new situation with a child mm. and getting buy-in from the extended family gotcha. around mm -hmm. um, that person. And so in my situation, you know, the woman without the child that's trying to get buy-in from my family that, hey, I'm entering into this relationship with a guy that has a child. Mm -hmm. And so now we have new family members, mm -hmm. people. What does that look like mm -hmm. with buy-in? Mm -hmm. And so for my mom, because I didn't have kids and neither of my siblings had children um, yet, um, from all standards, my mother didn't have any grandkids. Right. But now you do. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be called Gigi. We talked about that title. Mm -hmm. um, but mom, I need your buy-in and us accepting Josiah into our fold and making him feel loved and mm -hmm. accepted and secure mm -hmm. in my side of the family. Right. Because with Jason's side, Joe is loved and honored because mm -hmm. he's the first grandkid. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was no buy-in per se right that, well, that came it automatic it came you, you automatic. are my son's son yeah and just, and 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 that's that on yeah. it right <laughs> um <laughs> and so you know me um in my journey having to have those conversations with my siblings with my my parents um and it was cool like I don't feel like I ran into any roadblocks with that mm -hmm. um and so but you know that may not be your situation right to my kinfolk that are listening. And so, you know, what do you need to do to have that trust time intact mm -hmm. with the people that are in your life when you it comes to them accepting um, the situation that you are excited about? Right, um, right. And then also, you know, when it comes to siblings, so that was one side with the grandparents because um, that was major for me. You know, me and my mom are really close. Mm -hmm. um, and so I need her to be good and solid with anybody that comes into my life. Um, and then for siblings. So in terms of siblings, um, let's say you are in that blended family where I have kids, you have kids, and we're trying to merge these mm -hmm. two families together. Um, and so sitting down with your children and saying, hey, 
mommy or daddy is dating this new person now. They have a kid and, you know, we're getting serious about this thing. Mm -hmm. How can we get that buy-in from the current siblings that are already in that situation? Yeah. Um, and maybe you can speak to that. I don't know if, you well, know. Well, definitely have history. no kids. Right. They can have kids, <laughs> but, but your parents. I like, think that was... So my situation was a little bit different. Um, we just forced people in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my situation was different because although I am my mom's first child, I am not my dad's first child. And what made that situation unique is that my older, my oldest sister um, lived in a whole different state. She wasn't even in the state of Florida where I was at. So it was like, I mean, it made it easier in some senses, but it made it it made it harder. But one thing that my dad did do from the very beginning is like, this is your sister. It don't matter where she lives. Um, I'm both of y'all's dad. Yeah, you know I think I, mean? I have and, heard that conversation. <laughs> and so and 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 my mom just like respected that. Like she didn't have any qualms. I mean, of course, she had her own history with um brokenness in the family and so she she just supported that in every way that she knew um possible and so she would make sure um when my older sister was in in Florida for the summer or whatever like we were doing things together now there's like a 13 14 year difference or something like that between yeah. me and my oldest sister so obviously she was cool and I was annoying and so uh you know what can you do I mean there's obviously right, not a, right. a lot of commonality um but with the sister that is in between me and my brother uh we're about four years apart and so she was just like okay school's out you gonna you call Keisha or she was on the phone with Keisha's mom like hey we want to get her for spring break or you know can she yeah, come over that's good you know that type of thing like Keisha was raised in our house essentially right. um yeah so no nah, that see all that stuff is important yeah um in in buy-in and trying to bring unity to the children mm -hmm. um as well as you know the parenting dynamic right um but also from a a perspective that I had um when it comes to buy-in I also think about my you know because again all blended families aren't built off of two parents that just didn't stay together right some of it is a blessing from the Lord in that you know there are children that need homes and people are willing to adopt mm -hmm. that is needed too but that is also a blended family right especially culturally sometimes right um and so you know I I had a employee um, that really impressed me um, where his family had adopted some children mm -hmm. from a different ethnic. His parents. His, I'm sorry, his parents mm -hmm. had adopted some children from a different ethnic background. Mm -hmm. But in our interview, you know, I get kind of deep in our interviews mm -hmm. and kind of want to know about their life. And he always talked about these siblings, um, my brother, my sister, and, you know, the little ones running around. I have to help my mom with them. And I can automatically assume that, okay, these are kids from your parents mm -hmm. but one he one day he brought all these siblings into and they were the brown yeah he was and he is a, not yeah they were brown children he is not but the seamlessness mm -hmm. in his communication about his siblings I had to commend him mm -hmm. for accepting that as family but also I wondered about the conversations that were had with him and his siblings that were biologically his right. parents 
about the new siblings that we're bringing into our home yeah and how you're going to receive them and there will be no separation or right. no difference um in how we treat them you, and yeah. you and how you guys treat each other yeah. these are your siblings and I think we can like all day sit here and be like okay this is what you need to do step one step two right. step three but when you have children whether it is a woman bringing children and a man bringing children into a marriage whether it is a woman or a man with children and the other person does not like however your blended family is when the children are coming together the best approach in my estimation is to always include your children because yeah. I can say oh you need to do this Edwina can say oh you need to do that right but this is what is affecting your children and they are individuals. So include them in the conversation. If they yep. aren't comfortable with it, don't just beat them over the head for yeah. telling you that they're not comfortable. Or dismiss it. Or ask dismiss deeper, it. Like ask, ask deeper questions. questions. If you don't know, maybe speak to it to uh speak to your therapist about how to therapy. Girl, every get you a therapist to now, <laughs> to now, <laughs> to now. Um, yeah. but that's good, you know. Or, or you know, maybe you're not comfortable with a therapist. Google how to ask open-ended questions. You know, <laughs> like don't just allow your kids to answer you yes or no. Like, get them, engage them. What does this look like? What would make you more comfortable? What are their fears about it? What, because not, are you afraid yeah. of anything? And and would you, you know, and so however you're asking your questions, don't let it be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. No, that's that's not. Right. But you also have to be intentional. And I think, you know, from my personal standpoint, um, I was adopted. Um, and so my adopted parents did not have children together. Mm. But my adopted dad had children that were older than me. And so okay. I came in as their only little baby and his other children were much older and he wasn't um, present as a primary parent in their life. Okay. So you're bringing in this little precious little baby into your family that you're giving all your love and attention to. Mm. And now as feeling like the outside kid but she was my daddy first mm -hmm. I feel some type of way about oh, this so you was the Joseph with the coat of many colors <laughs> <laughs> yes and I love that. I love my adopted sisters but I can remember a, a point I was about seven or eight years old and this this moment marked me mm -hmm. um and like you said earlier like it is the place that I lead from mm -hmm. now but I can remember going out with my one of my adopted sisters at the time, I would I just called her my sister. Um, but I'm saying that so that our kinfolk can understand the situation. So I'm out with her amongst her friends, and they're like, Oh, who is this? And her response to them was, Oh, this is my dad's adopted daughter. Not my sister. Not my sister. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't I think that's the only appropriate that, answer that, I was yeah, looking yeah, for. Yeah, because to you, she was that your was sister. my everything. Yeah, that was my big sister. Okay, and so I want to kind of expand on that. Edwina mentioned, like I said, that's the place where you lead from. So wherever, whenever we've been marked or we've experienced, um, I heard somebody say complex trauma from unmet needs. Okay, 
Okay. <laughs> Complex trauma from unmet needs. Okay. We we become very intentional yeah. about uh, blazing that trail forward. So for Edwina, because she did not always feel included, right? Or, you know, so she leads from a place of inclus inclusivity. Yes, that is a gift of mine. It is right. a strength, not a strength, gift, but a strength. Right. And so, um, being mindful of that. And and oftentimes we will um it works in reverse. So we will often be or experience offense from that same place. And so to others, they're just like, oh, I don't know. Like to her, it it wasn't a big deal because it's true. Yeah, it was the truth. It was yeah. the truth. And so, but to you, it, it broke it, my little spirit. <laughs> I would tell you that. And, Broke my little heart. Right. And so um, we have to be able to stand in that place where it's like, I, I realize why this is such a passionate topic for me. Right. Um, but then giving the people space when it, yeah, <laughs> because they don't, they don't yeah, understand. Right. Because there was no buy-in in this new situation, mm -hmm. dad, that you put us in. And I feel like maybe all of your time, your energy, your resources are going to this little girl that we didn't ask to be here mm -hmm. with us. <laughs> so I guess like to you, what, what, what could have remedied that? Like, what could your dad have done to get this sister to view you as a sister? Yeah, I don't know if there was much that I don't think he had the language for it. Okay. You know, yeah. yeah, my dad, um, a, a senior citizen in his own right, we had it like 80 years old. He was probably about 50, adopting a little kid at the time or 40. <laughs> Um, and so just old school parent, yeah. like I'm just, you know, this decision I made, I'm making. And, and a lot of times we do that as parents. These mm -hmm. are the decisions that we're making and we don't necessarily need a child input on that. Right. But at the same time, it was different because like I said, those siblings, his children, um, he wasn't the primary parent. So gotcha. he was, you know, living his own life. Right. Basically. Right, right, right. Um, and so maybe there was a conversation that could have been had or um, just more time spent together mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we, I don't think we had much consistent time together as siblings mm -hmm. to, again, begin to build our own relationship and connection and trust right. in those areas. Um, and then maybe, again, we talked about just that resentment and then maybe that was something that my sibling needed to deal with on her own because her mommy and daddy aren't together. And right. So it's a lot of different layers. Yeah, that can go. And there's nobody that is to blame in that situation or was wrong because again she was a child herself right um in that situation and just saying what she see yeah. <laughs> I remember um so two things getting buy-in from the child who is an only child mm. from like co-parenting relationship and now the co-parents have had siblings so in our situation right Josiah was his dad's only child. Yes. And then he had not one, but two, two sisters, sisters. <laughs> that were born months apart. And like, um, now Josiah handled it very gracefully. He, did. Um, he was a champ. 
Um, he was ready. Um, and so, but some other kid, I remember Jamarius, my oldest son, um, he he was the only child for almost seven years. And then Taylor, my second son, was born. And he was just like, well, why is Taylor getting all the presents and I'm not getting presents? Yeah. And me and my young mind, I'm just like, but because he's a baby. Like, what do you, what do you mean? But looking back on it, it's like his mind, he did not understand why it was Christmas for his His new brother. brother. Right. You know? And so I think we're more cognizant of it now. Right. Um, But if you're not (laughs) having that conversation with the current child that maybe you're thinking about, uh, or maybe not, depending on how old they are, how mature they are. um, We, we want to have another baby. How would you feel about being, um, older brother, older sister. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to be deep. Yeah. Um, um, what What can mommy and daddy do to still make you fi- mm-hmm. know that we love you mm-hmm. um, and feel our presence? So, is it you know you want to spend more one on one time with mm-hmm. me as your dad mm-hmm. um, versus me and your other sibling doing things with you all the time? Yeah. Um, one of the things we tried to implement, which I kind of fell off on, so I need to get back on my stuff, um, is having a mommy-son date night. Yep. Um, so one day out of the week, it would be me and a son would go out and do things together. And then the next week, it'd be the next son. And then the next week, it'd be, you know, the next son. And then doing, you know, so of course, we're going to all do things together, but these children are individuals and you can't parent them on like, yes, we parent them on a high level of, I'm just going to make sure all of y'all's needs are met, but realize too, that they are individuals. And so the more that you build trust with them, the more you can and spend time with them and spend time with them. Like the more that they trust that you have their best interest at heart and they would be open I and think, there won't lack. I think that's what it is. It was more of a a lack there, a fear of lack. Yeah. So if there's someone else in place, I'm not going to get all of this attention and love or mm-hmm. whatever it is that they feel like they need because kids need safety and security. Yeah. Um, or they may feel like they were not really getting it to begin with. So now I am going to hoard all of your attention in the form of acting out in school or, you know, whatever the situation is. And so, um, again, your children are not just little minions. Um, and they, I mean, they are humans too with complex emotions, just like, just like we are. Right. And we have to be able to have these lines of communication open because whether you're communicating with the extended village or your co-parenting partner, you are going to be the primary guide for how your child handles conflict. Mm -hmm. And so they need to be able to see how you navigate in these tight spaces. Right. Yeah. No, that's real good. Um, And then for me, another layer of that extended buy-in. No, I did not have biological children of my own entering my marriage, but I had a godson again that I adored mm-hmm. um, and had in my single mind mm-hmm. 
all kind of plans for him. Right. <laughs> and how I was going to always support him, support his mom. Mm-hmm. Because um, you took your duties very seriously. Right. Throughout his scholastic journey. Like, you know, when I get a house, he would always have a room in my home. Like, that is my son. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, there is no difference between mm-hmm. him and my other children in some degree, in most degrees. Um, but now that I'm married, um, he was my godson first. We weren't married and agreeing to be godparents mm-hmm. to a child together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there have been times where I have to redirect my spouse's language mm-hmm. on who that godson is. He's not just a friend of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not just a kid from church. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, this is our son. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a part of me that just had that expectation um without giving any definitive ex- about expressing expressing mm-hmm. yeah that to us and so we ran into a situation once where you know my husband introduced my godson to a co-worker you know not maliciously by any means just from the place he was at um introduced my godson as a friend of the family yeah just like his friend yeah just like his friend mm-hmm. And my godson took issue with that. Yeah. Um, like I did at that moment. Mm-hmm. I, I could relate to him where it felt like, oh wow. Like I've been so bumped this, down. Yeah. <laughs> I've been demoted. <laughs> I'm demoted from the family. I'm just afraid. <laughs> um, and those are conversations that, you know, again, I have such a wonderful husband. Um, that once, you know, you could point things out like that to him. And mm-hmm. again, it wasn't from a malicious place. So he had to have conversations with our godson and say, hey, man, I didn't mean anything about it. It's just, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And that's my bad. Yeah. Um, But always being, I guess, trying to be conscious and aware, um, number one, with the extended family. So um, sharing with your significant other, your family, whomever, mm-hmm. um, what people, the value that people hold in your life yeah. and how we look at them. Um, and then asking for that buy-in, because again, I can't make my husband mm-hmm. feel the same level of reverence that I right, feel right, right. in that situation. Not that he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. um, but I think I just hadn't expressed it so deeply right. before. So then what happens when you communicate this and it's not met with the same level of just like you say, reverence and because that that may happen. That may happen. And so, you know, take their response and listen to it. And it's like, okay, so you your position is a is in opposition of my position. How can we meet in the middle? Like right. how can we how can we bridge that gap? That's and good. just being intentional, like I told you that da 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 and you continue. Well, your priority is is not, not always there. mine. Yeah. And yeah. and that's okay. That's what makes us unique. And so that's an opportunity for us to to grow. And I'll even talk about myself kind of going back to the the situation with Jason and not um introducing um Dom as as the son. I <laughs> have had situations where I am like with my daughter, Eris, you want to go to your friend's house? And she will tell me, Jason is not my friend. Not a she friend at all. my sister. And, and mom, I mean. Jason is 
me and Big Jason's daughter. Right. And Aaron's Josiah's yes. sister. Yes. So they have a brother. <laughs> yeah, they have a brother that they share. And so I am looking at it from the very technical standpoint of uh Josiah is Jason's sister and Josiah is Aaron's sister. Mm-hmm. Josiah is the brother. Right, 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 right. That's what I meant. <laughs> Josiah is the brother of Jason and Aries, but they are not related. I remember Josiah was playing flag football and we were at a game and the the girls were very, very young, mm-hmm. like maybe just walking and talking. And someone approached us and was like, oh, is this are they sisters? And I was like, no, they're not sisters. Gigi gathered me, honey. My God. Yes, Gigi. Very nicely. Very like she she was not mean or anything. She was like, Shayna, I want them to grow up as sisters. Oh, that is her sister. When people ask, that is her sister. Now, Gigi, and I my was, mama. And I was like, Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's what we're going to do. Yes, ma'am. And so, but again, it's like we've introduced that concept to the girls and I sometimes forget it. And so Eris is like, no, that's my sister. And the other day from camp, she came home very upset Mm. because she wanted to go somewhere with her sister in the class or something. Mm -hmm. And they had separated them. Oh, my goodness. And she was like, they would not let me. I mean that is so special. <laughs> That's so special. But yes, you are right. Um, the kids kind of feel through that buy-in on their mm-hmm. own as well. And so yes, they are they are sisters, and Joe is their brother. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. It will never be a perfect answer. It never. will it there it will never be a this is the answer. Like right multiple things will be true what works for us may not work for you so you have to find that sweet spot because if if you can't get the buy-in from everybody okay now I know what the what where everyone is Mm -hmm. and and how can we we merge that right and and being able to navigate that and explain to your children that you know this is the situation like this person is not being mean they still love you Mm -hmm. but they don't understand our family dynamic the way we do right and it is okay right um and so i guess what we want to say in all of that is yes the intention and the goal is to get buy-in from everybody in this kumbaya Mm -hmm. family but there are going to be some people in this situation that you won't have full buy-in from. And that's okay because that is their prerogative. Right. In the words of Bobby Brown. Yes. And I will even go a step further and say the situation that we are all in. And by we, me, Edwina, Jason, and Jeff, who are our husbands, um, and then Josiah, our girls, and then my two older sons, um, it seems that we have blended this very perfectly and there's like this harmonious type and there is, we're not disputing to that, some degree, yeah. you know, at this Most level mm-hmm. that we're at, um, th- we do have opportunities for growth, but I think realizing that this is now a possibility or first, first thing, it did not start off like this. Right. Um, it was not harmonious. Um, and so finding 
number one, finding the the level that you can um, kind of jump off from. So the thing that basically became the groundwork or ground zero for us to be able to build what you see today is we had uh, um, time sharing plan. plan. Yes. Um, yep. not timeshare like the little condos because I was definitely on vacation <laughs> in my mind timeshare we had a, no, a timesharing parenting, parenting plan. plan yes and it was so some of you may be in this situation where it's like there's just verbal agreement verbal consent between you and the co-parent whatever that did not work for us we had to get this document from the clerk of courts complete it agree to it file it and have it legally binding. Right. Um, and from there, we were able to just evolve and grow um, into what you see today. So the healing and the journey that has taken place in this has inspired me to do the same with my family and my siblings. And because it's like, well, how can I blend this harmoniously, but my other part of the family is just right, yeah. you know. Um, and so, but that's the part that we have control over, right? Yep. And so, but I'm speaking to the people who maybe they 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 don't have buy-in. Yeah. And so I'm still like it's working here, but in this other part of my life, it is not working. Right. Got it. Okay. And so I I just don't. <laughs> I, I never want anyone who is listening to think that there is just counted out. We, no we on the gravy train, yeah, like yeah. it's it's oh, it they, my situation, right? Or they have everything together, or it's so polished, and they were able to blend and merge. Like that's just what you see. Right. There's there's still it took work to it get took here, work but to also get here. there are other parts that aren't it, right. And yeah. so as my other side of the, or the other part of my family, we're working through that. It's like then maybe I can share with you how we got there. But we yeah. are we are not there. That's good. I, right. Yeah, my, my part of the, my side of family maybe because we I don't know what it is, but even you know my brothers and my sister like for Josiah that's his TT Wawa and. That's his uncle Freddie. Like, yeah, you know, my siblings bought in quick. My mom bought in. Um, my aunts bought in. So a large part of my family are in. And, and even when I talk to ex more extended family, like my grandfather or uh, my adopted parents, they're always asking, "How's Jason? And how is Joe?" Like, yeah. and so everybody has kind of mm -hmm. they try. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't know the conversations outside of us. Right. But when we there with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He he falls right in, right. Um, Josiah. Yeah, and I have a I have another part of my family who that is the same thing. Um, but for this side of the family, again, we are all in separate places. We didn't all grow up together. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, how do we become as siblings, all of us, um, a cohesive unit? Yeah, and and bring our children together, right. and you know, because yeah, my my kids know who you are, right. but. They don't know apart from the title they yeah. wouldn't be able to i mean maybe identify two or three yeah. of them yeah. they'd no. be like yeah yeah so. but again you can't force people into anything mm -hmm. um you can only ask and have the conversations in a 
tactful way. In a tactful um, way. And again, Give yourself time because no today does not equal no, no tomorrow. Because right? remember, she was not Mimi. And was <laughs> not Mimi. I'm not gonna call you Mimi. And and wasn't gonna make my son call you Mimi. Right. But they Here made him. And so again, um, yeah, trust time intact and like if if any if at any point this is working and then it stops working you have permission to reevaluate and say you know what let let's redefine these responsibilities like right. i know we said this was what it is but things have changed in my life maybe things have changed in your life too right can we come updates and yeah mm -hmm. i like it so i mean i feel like that was a really good episode kinfolk i hope you guys enjoyed it um that was our buy-in and boundaries. boundaries the boundaries um look like you know everyone may not buy in and being able to respect mm -hmm. um those boundaries of others who just can't get with the program just yet and um, and realizing that doesn't make them bad, a bad person not at all like not at it's all. it's of no insult to you mm -hmm. that's just that's not what they're they're ready for and that'd be okay that'd be okay so um you know hopefully you can continue this journey with us Yay. we have a few more episodes that we're going to put out this season um and you know most, a lot of you guys that are listening i think are our friends at least i'm yeah. going to make you my friends you don't yeah. know you're my friend yet yeah. Um, but we would love to get feedback. I want you to, to like it. I want you to follow the podcast, share it with the people that are in your sphere of influence. Let them know that To My Mom's podcast is a great resource. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you are connected with either of us on social media, send us um, any questions you may have. Feedback. Yeah, We're trying to get better. Yeah. We want to grow. Yeah. So. Enjoy the rest of your day.